Hello, I'm Jonathan, otherwise known as Jono, and it's a swirling wonderland of sparkling white pleasure. Let it fill your senses with cascading fluffy pillows of comfort and excitement as you've never felt before. Hi, I'm, I'm Lister, otherwise known as Hansak, and I don't know why I put up with this anymore. This is Supercast Brothers, which he forgot to tell you. So, mm -hmm. it, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's Supercast Brothers, and... Oh yeah, it's wintertime, it's the holiday season, we're getting excited and to uh, kind of celebrate in, in lieu of Christmas and and uh, your your preferred Wait, we're uh, replacing winter solstice holiday of choice. Yes, we are not, not so far replacing it, we are supplementing it. With I the... call this Smashmas. Yep. <laughs> there you go, we are celebrating Smashmas. It's finally happening. <laughs> Please. Maybe. With our good friend... Jamie Alamored. Hello, Jamie. <laughs> hey, guys. What's going on? Thanks for having me. Hey, we're doing great, especially now that you're here. We love you as, as has been. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Warm, fuzzy feelings inside. Um, so this is our third guest episode. We've been we've been having a heck of a time uh, introducing our pals to you. And, and Jamie, uh, he's the first that's not coming from Super Smash Brothers Mercurius, the, the forum that uh, Lester and I started on and, and met each other on back in 2007. Um, Jamie, Jamie and I know each other from from more so my uh, my quote main unquote profession of uh, of covering music and and writing about music. Uh, and we've known each other for for quite a while too. I think I started around 2011 or 2012 in in music music writing, and we've known each other for just about the entire span. So. Uh, because I remember covering your releases in, in Yahoo Voices, which was yeah. definitely 2012. So we've known each other for a long time and, and kind of we decided to have Jamie on the show. And, and thank you for accepting the invitation because he's a huge Nintendo fan, too. And uh, as uh, we get into this podcast, before we get into this podcast, we kind of wanted to jump into that background a little bit and, and just kind of see where, where Jamie's at now. So uh could you could you tell us a, just a little bit about uh, your new album? Well, sure. But before I do that, I just want to say it's a pleasure to be here for Smash Miss because mm -hmm. I can't think of a better time than to be the guest on this podcast than Smash Miss because oh, we're yeah. I, I I feel like at, at this point we're for at least the this first wave of things we will have everything uh, by the time Christmas Day rolls around. You know, I feel like that. That uh, Sakurai is going to give us the the big gifts, you know, under the tree. So uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, it's really cool to be here with all this fun stuff going on. Um, so with me musically, it's a very exciting time as well because I just released an album called "This Is Tomorrow Calling," and the music is doing extremely well. It's available on all your favorite streaming platforms as well as digital stores. If you do still buy things, which if you do, thank you. Oh, and we, I, I just printed up some CDs as well. We're going to be working on a vinyl pressing for 2020. And, uh, oh, awesome. you know, then we'll be taking the show on the road and hopefully coming to a city near you. And the album is a collection of its pop songs, but it's not your stereotypical cookie cutter pop music. It's got a little bit more substance to it. And uh, there's been a lot of care that's been put into this music. And so far, the initial success has, has been stuff that I, I'm really proud of and in some cases overwhelmed with. And uh, two things to just talk about really quickly. The lead single, Not Ready to Say Goodbye, was nominated for a 
2019 Hollywood Music and Media Award for Male Vocal, which at the time of the recording, the award ceremony hasn't happened. So hopefully I can update that with a win. And then oh, yeah. the, the second single, uh, Brighter Days, I, I have a special connection with that song. And uh, I'm very proud of this initiative that I started with the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. I wrote this for a friend of mine of, oh gosh, since we were, I've known her since I was 11. And uh, she has been going through a really tough time. And one day she opened up to me about some of this difficulty and I, I couldn't believe what she's sharing with me. And I asked her what I could do to help. And she said, just listening and being there as a friend is, is more than enough. But for the days, weeks following her story to me, I, I just couldn't shake what she had said. And the fact that someone I had known for the better part of uh, two decades, I, I had no idea that she was going through this. And it started making me wonder who else I know and don't know who is underneath maybe a mask is, is going through pain. And uh, I wrote this song, Brighter Days, um, for her and as a message of hope to anyone else that's struggling. And a friend of mine introduced me to the great folks over at the AFSP, and we launched a campaign together to raise funds and awareness for mental health prevention. And a few weeks ago, I performed at their Out of the Darkness walk in Santa Monica, and there was a crowd, a group of upwards of 5,000 people, and, and we shot the music video for the song there. We're going to release that probably in January of 2020, and uh, we have this this campaign that we're selling these t-shirts, and, and Jonathan, you were gracious enough to, to buy one, and you've been touting it proudly on social media, which I greatly appreciate, and oh, yeah. uh, the, all the proceeds, is, is they're going to the AFSP, and it's been such a thrill meeting all these, I mean, to, to me, they're heroes. These, these strong individuals with, everybody has their own story that uh, whatever they've gone through, whether it's their own story or they've been there for a family member or a friend, it, it's so inspirational. And I've had some people reach out to me over Twitter and Instagram that the song has touched them in a way that it, it, it's, it's been there for, their time of need, which I don't even know what to say. And uh, that's, uh, it's such an overwhelming feeling of, of warmth at that point. And I, I'm glad that the message I put out there is resonating. And I'm, I'm really proud of that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm, uh, and I'm, I'm proud of it too. As we, as we discussed in our, uh, jfrom.com in-depth interview, you guys should check that one out too. Mm. Um, you know, Rider Days was one of those first songs where you really stepped out of, kind of a kind of a comfort zone to to really with the intent to write something for someone else and for for everyone yeah. going through these sorts of struggles so it's uh thank you for that because i think everybody everybody knows someone who's going through some sort of struggle if if not themselves so it's exactly it's not a it's not an issue to take lightly and it's not something that's lost on any ears it's it's something that can touch a lot of people um, and if you, and you know, if, uh, if you're like someone else in this, in this podcast is not necessarily, uh, the greatest purveyor of, of the musical format in terms of their so media indulgence. Out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, the t-shirts are also another way to display the same message and the t-shirts are great yeah. quality. They're, they're made True. by T public who have trusted for a long time to make quality t-shirts, um, for custom prints on behalf of artists. 
and uh and i think you also have a this is tomorrow calling t-shirt on the site too yeah yeah i i do and we're going to get into a lot more lines for for this is tomorrow calling and uh all, all that merchandise but right now my my emphasis is largely on the brighter day stuff and you know especially the the gaming community uh you that loneliness and that isolation it's it's prevalent i mean there was a time for a lot of people myself included we used to get together big groups maybe just one other friend and we play games all day but then as you start to grow up or you go off to college and then you get a job and life happens you can't you can't do that yeah. couch co-op so often anymore so mm -hmm. it leads to a lot of isolated experience when you're playing a game and it might be great to be talking to someone through a headset or, or the phone or whatever it might be but it's not the same and uh you know the just to just to keep that message of hope alive and to know that if you're struggling with something just give it a day give it a week give it a month give it a year there are brighter days ahead and you know it's just it's just like a round of any online multiplayer sometimes you suck sometimes it just doesn't go <laughs> yeah. well you know you just bomb and no matter how yeah. good you are everybody lays an egg sometimes mm -hmm. life is like that too you just had a bad day it was just a day it was just a week it was just a month, you know, so it, it's about trying to look forward because the next round will be better. It's going to get better. And, and that that's what the song is about. Awesome to be smashing, yes. smashing it up, smashing some characters directly into uh, the hypothetical smash game of our dreams, which is somewhere out there. I mean, ultimate's pretty good, <laughs> but uh, but then we're going to be dashing a few dreams as well. So that's my favorite part. Uh, Oh, ruining people's <laughs> hopes and dreams. <laughs> but but before before we get into that, um, I believe there was a there was a tale that that Lister was particularly titillated about um, regarding Jamie's gaming past about about meeting meeting Reggie in in terms of smashdom. Yes, please yeah. do tell, for I am so, ever so jealous, and I wish to make more people jealous. <laughs> <laughs> so. I mean, listeners here are, are, are probably following Nintendo on various social media, but you might not be unless you're in the New York area, which I grew up in New York. I no longer live, but growing up there, we had uh, Nintendo World, which has since been renamed Nintendo New York, Nintendo NYC. And they used mm -hmm. to do really great events um, all the time for a new first party launch, obviously the consoles. Um, but one day I just happened to see something online from one of their handles about something called I'm with Reggie. Like, what the heck is this? I want to be with Reggie. And <laughs> this was for, this was specifically for a smash for Wii U because the 3DS <clears throat> one was already out. Mm -hmm. So they asked anyone to write in a story about, what smash means to them or any of their memories growing up with the game whatever they really wanted to share and uh, their history with with the, the the series and if selected as long as you could get yourself to rockefeller center you'll be in nintendo world and and playing with with the reginator himself so i saw that and i said i'm gonna enter and i know they're gonna pick me and i felt that confident about it so i wrote about how I was introduced to Smash, which I think, like a lot of us, was that commercial with uh, the Turtles song, So Happy Together, playing in the background. 
and watching these mascots kick the crap out of one another. Like, what is this? Mm-hmm. It was it was amazing. And I got the original mm-hmm. Smash Brothers for Christmas, the year that it launched in, in 99. And uh, I I just couldn't wait to, to put that in the N64. And, I mean, we're talking about countless hours. And then with Melee, it was... I started getting to an age where more friends would be coming over and uh, an expanded roster meant more people had their favorites in there. So we really became affiliated with a character. And then time moves on, you get to Brawl. And in, when Brawl comes out, I'm, I'm at college at that point. And I can remember that day perfectly. And I, I wrote all about the tournaments that we used to have and just the, the community that it brought together because everybody had at least three characters like those are my guys or girls and we used to just do crazy tournaments all night and it was the best so i wrote obviously much more poetically than what i'm saying here and i got selected and i went down i think it was about two weeks before the the game released or maybe one week it was somewhere around november 14th or something like that and uh we had to go through a check-in thing and we all were after kind of standing around going so you want to play smash on your 3ds and we we started all street passing and uh playing that way and then eventually they moved us over and out he came and it was it was like um i i don't know i I don't know how would you describe it 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 was when he walked into the room, it was like the parting of the Red Sea because he's <laughs> he's ginormous. I mean, he's like football player big and it, it, you can't miss him. And everybody just kind of stepped away as as if the sun itself had descended upon the earth, you know, and uh, he he was as cool as the other side of the pillow i mean he could have been just all corporate nonsense and whatever the entire time no he was he was regular and he um he he brought out he had his link amiibo with him which at the time they weren't available yet so it was the first time whoa that's an amiibo and uh, the other members of the Treehouse, which were some of the same people you see during Treehouse Live at E3 now, mm-hmm. um, they all had their favorite fighters as Amiibo. So we were all taking a look at them. Um, we played against them and their maxed out Amiibo <laughs> fighters, oh which gosh. we stood no chance. Like, we, we, we went up against Reggie's level 90 Link. Forget about it. Like, not a single person <laughs> won the whole night even when we teamed up against the amiibo like no we had no chance oh my and gosh. um after we played with him you know he then eventually just let his amiibo do whatever because he wanted to talk to people and i spent a good 15 20 minutes with him and then also that night um they had a preview for the mario kart 8 dlc which was not out yet so mm-hmm. we got to play on that too, and a couple of other holiday games that were not available yet on all the the demo kiosks, and it was awesome. And he was just he was unbelievably nice. Um, he answered everybody's question, regardless of how ridiculous it was. But I will say, uh, nobody. 
I was just going to tell you, nobody asked him about Mother 3 that night. Not a single wow. person. It was pretty impressive. I mean, and, did you want to be um, shot with his laser eyes? Because I don't. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. But I, he, he, he was awesome. And um, I, I made a, a couple of friends that night. But uh, one I've stayed very close to. And we're actually doing some work together on a music video project coming up. The time she worked for Nickelodeon, now she works for Disney. Great gig, and mm-hmm. um, she uh, she does a lot of mm-hmm. Nintendo artwork now as well on the side. She works. She's worked Nintendo's E3 booth a few times thanks to that night with Reggie. Damn. That's how cool Reggie was. Sweet, or, and is is that this girl just made a fan thing, and he thought it was so cool that she she eventually got some work. <laughs> like that's that's pretty awesome. That is that's awesome. the dream. It, yeah, mm-hmm. and, and and it just shows you that there are people that are at the top of the ladder that do care because, you know, you see him on the internet and he's kind of become a caricature of himself at this point. But that <laughs> night, he was he was just uh, like, yeah, I'm Reggie. I'm Reggie fils Here I am. And uh, my, my mom used to work for Pepsi, so... Pepsi used to own Pizza Hut, and of course Reggie was a, a big wig in marketing for for Pizza Hut. So I, I was talking to him about about that time, and he had been to the headquarters where I used to go as a kid all the time, and into my adulthood. And we were talking about all that stuff, and he asked me about my music, and he had a job briefly. One, he was talking about what it was, the corporate atmosphere was like over there, and his artist interactions. This is a guy that's really well versed in the business world, and just a down to earth dude. And now that he's retired, obviously I miss him, but he deserves the retirement and the time for him and his family. Yeah. But that that night was, was wild, and you know, I uh, it was it was kind of crazy to be there because I'm not someone that really gets starstruck, and I don't want to say that I was, but I he's he's an internet figure to me, and he was the internet figure that I ever met, and uh, actually a couple years later I got to. Run in, I, I, I met Miyamoto at uh, a Super Mario Run thing in Soho. So it's like, it's, it's super crazy to be like, whoa, there they are. Like, you're, you're, you, you affect my, my childhood and, and my, my recreational habits. That's wild, oh, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's pretty cool yeah. because it's, yeah. not, it's not the same as a movie star or a rock star or an athlete, it's a businessman. But he's yeah. freaking Reggie, so yeah. it's it's you know mm-hmm. it's, it's cool, mm-hmm. it's cool. That was a fun night, and uh, uh, to the other dozen or so people that were there, it was a night we'll never. Uh, but yeah, we were talking about how Reggie was just such a humble guy, and I think that that is something that Nintendo was able to foster really well because you see it in people like Miyamoto as well, and people like Iwata, who was at the top for a long time and did amazing sure. things for his employees when the Wii U was was stuttering. Um, and things along those lines. So that's awesome that you were able to meet them. We're we're certainly envious, of course. I think the next time that you meet Reggie, maybe he'll be meeting a <laughs> movie star and athlete and, and rock star himself. So so maybe he'll be humbled next time around. I was like, oh my god, I have you on all of my playlists. I've seen your best selling movies. Thank you, thank you for for being influenced uh, by by my actions, Jamie. I, I am humble. <laughs> Thank you for playing <laughs> me in my That's biopic. That's awesome. And I, I think uh, you two both share an experience in that you were both, you've both met Charles Martinet as well. So yeah. there's that. So you both, uh, can Lister, Lister, can you actually tell us a little bit about meeting Charles Martinet? 
Yeah, so um, I'm up in the Kansas City area, and we, every year we have Planet Comic Con. And uh, I, I believe it was, was it, this, it was either this last year or the year before, I can't remember. There's, I've been going to a few of these now. They announced, hey, Charles Martinet, the voice of Mario, Luigi, Wario, and Waluigi is going to be here. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? Hold up, hold up. Did you say that we're bringing in a, the voice actor from Mario? It's like, okay, well, um, I was going to go anyways. So this just reinforces that even more. I'm going to see Miyamoto. I'm going to get a picture with him. Miyamoto, I wow, wow, no, Martinet, Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> I'm going to get a picture with him. I'm going to get something signed. You're damn right I am. And uh, well, one of those three days, I marched up there uh, along with my brother Twilix. I had my Waluigi Amiibo in hand. We got a few quick pictures taken with him. Got my Amiibo signed. I went to see his panel uh, later that same day. And he he was he was a trip. I mean, he, he's got <laughs> such a personality to him. Like, he, I wouldn't, I, I don't know what I really expected meeting him. Because mm-hmm. I've seen other voice actors, you know, at conventions. Um, there, there's been from various animes that go to these. I've met the guys from Rooster Teeth that do Ruby. But he, he, it was like he had endless amount of energy. And he would just float in and out from Marine voice to Mario to Wario to Waluigi. He even brought in, uh, I think it was Parthenax from Skyrim. He 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 dropped into that uh-huh. a little bit. Like the dude, nice. the dude doesn't stop and love it. And uh, if anybody is going to be in the area, March of twenty twenty, he's coming back. Just nice. oh man, I oh, I man. am I'm so ready. Yeah, yeah, I would I would be too. So here's to hoping, right? Oh yeah, holy holy moly. Maybe we'll get you uh, down yeah, here. Tra- Charles Martinet has, has such a such a warm, uh, eccentric nature to him. He's he's kind of like a like the Robin Williams of, of gaming. So that's, that's I, I agree. He he yeah. has the inner he has the endless energy of a child, which is amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. I mean, the closest thing that you have to a child in your life, otherwise, is me. And I do not I do not compare. Of course, uh, I can just bring you Chucky Finster. No. Okay. I lost okay. you for a second. Yeah, oh, I lost him uh, too. Anytime yeah. he talks about Chucky, I just try to mentally tune out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so that's about that. So we 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 can we can talk about his downbeat in, in, including Bapo later. That could be off the podcast. Um so that's awesome. I'm I'm glad. I'm envious of you both. I mean the the closest thing that I have to it is that I was one of the first 100 members to sign up for nintendo of america's club nintendo when that was a when that was nice. a thing and uh every the first 100 all got a signed uh photo of the mario cast of the time with waluigi Whoa, and sick it, and birdo and like an extended cast there were dry bones and booze everywhere um and reggie had signed it so that was a that was kind of a gift and Cool. Uh, the, tra- the tragic end to that story is that I don't know where it went. Oh, oh no! <laughs> Come on. Yeah. So oh, that's no. But that's that's uh. But that's my that's my that's my one claim to fame in in the gaming scape. Other other than being uh, known as an illustrious podcast host, of course. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, that's not a bad yeah. place to be. There were no, places no, to be. No. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. You, you could be a Fortnite fan. <laughs> okay, Touché. hot takes there. <laughs> Touche. 
You could be one of the characters that we're going to dash today. You could be. That's right. Um, Which, speaking so, of, I yeah. think it might be about time to get into our first matchup. I Let's agree. do it. I agree. Who's who's on who's on the potential chopping block today, Lister? So for today's first matchup of Smasher Dash, episode twelve of Super Cast Brothers, we have for you Toad versus Captain Toad. And for those of you wondering, no, they're not the same character. You're wrong. Let's just get that out <laughs> of the way real quick. Some people thought that was the case when the characters first brought around, but no, nah, stop it. You're wrong. <laughs> yeah, I mean, me the was... ones I'm through. So. Yeah, yeah. Let's figure yeah. this out. Let's figure this out, indeed. Before we before we go that far, I think uh, as as per usual with these sorts of episodes, we'll we'll dive into that kind of general general history of each character. So I guess since I kind of segued into that, I guess I have to segue into Toad's history. And really, what can what can be who has a better story than Toad the Toad? Bran Stark. Oh yeah, that's right. So, <laughs> um, toads uh, are one of the most ubiquitous characters in gaming history. Um, pretty much the de facto NPC, if you're asking me. Uh, they they serve Princess Peach at Peach's, Peach's castle. Uh, I've taken all sorts of roles since being introduced. I would have, yeah, in, in Super Mario Brothers in 1985, uh, we've seen them playable a number of times, especially in recent years. In new Super Mario Brothers series, Super Mario 3D Land and World, uh, or was it just World? It was just World, wasn't it? Uh, Super um, Mario 3D World, not Land. Okay, okay, yeah, I had I had a bit of a Freudian slip there. Um, the and new Super Luigi as well, and then and they've appeared in the new Luigi's Mansion game, for instance, uh, as some characters that you need to save. So that they're all over the place. You've played as them in Mario's Woods Woods as well. Uh, awesome little obscure. Uh, platform on the NES and SNES. And finally, uh, Toads have brought themselves out into spinoffs, uh, into various other forms like Captain Toads and Paper Toads. They're all over the place. They're Toad. There you go. Uh, how about this Captain Toad fellow? So Captain Toad is uh, a very specific Toad, much like Toad the Toad himself is a specific Toad. But uh, where, mm -hmm. whereas Toad has a standard Toad design, you know, Red polka dots on his hat, head, whatever that thing is, and then a blue jacket. Captain Toad <laughs> instead wears uh, a, a uh, explorer's outfit. He's got a heavy backpack on. He's got a neckerchief. He's got a nice uh, little safari shirt on or pants, shirt pants. A toad's body mm -hmm. is kind of too small to have just shirt and pants, I guess. He's got that nice little uh, headlamp that you would use for spelunking. But uh, he first appeared in Mario Galaxy. Leading the Toad Brigade, uh, he just kind of like helps out Mario for a bit, you know, trying to track down some stars, coins, whatever have you. Came back in Mario Galaxy 2 doing the same kind of stuff, 3D world. He's got a costume in Super Mario Maker and 1 and 2. Well, not in 2 because there's no more costumes, sadly. Uh, he even appears in Super Mario Odyssey where he's hidden in each world. And if you find him, he'll give you a power move. But uh, what's more interesting with Captain Toad is that uh, he actually has games where he is the central character. Yeah, Toad has been playable in some Mario games, but he's never been the central character, unlike Captain Toad has here, with the Captain mm -hmm. Toad Treasure Tracker game, which later got a remake as well, where you see him uh, sometimes with Toadette exploring these little mini-worlds of sorts, trying to... Uh, 
collect power stars there again because power stars Mario is just yeah they're thing. they're like diorama boxes right it's like they they essentially yeah. want to say hey let's make a new kind of toad and he's going to be an explorer whereas mm -hmm. Toad the Toad is more like hey I help Peach and Mario this guy he's, he's a, your yeah. Indiana Jones I guess you could say <laughs> of sorts yeah that's fair that's fair. Uh, Captain Toad and 1,000 Spikes. That would be a great marketing opportunity. Anywho. <laughs> and, and, well, when do we get to find out that Shia LaBeouf is his son? <laughs> that's what I want I think, I think. I think that's coming in the next sequel. We, we need to stop just getting ports of the first Captain Toad and just get the full-blown sequel so we can finally have that hidden lore thrown out there. Or and we'll find a way for Chucky to be involved as well. Maybe no. we will. Maybe we will. No. Um, <laughs> um, what what I'll I'll say outright is Captain Toad has more of this innate ability, I think, in Smash to to have a, a move set that's more cohesive, perhaps, because you're pulling from a singular concept. Whereas with Toad, you have all of these different places to pull from, which is awesome and you can you can certainly um you certainly have more to work with um but at the same time will it be more difficult to translate um and will captain toad's more defined characteristics make and especially as a his more present um precedence in in recent years um as an individual character will that give him the edge over a more standard toad where we're you know you're we're asking is this toad like the number one toad in the gang is or is that or are there just a number of generic toads um who contribute to this so it's a less defined character than captain toad um which i think is really his number one uh thing going for him uh but but toad too has has a lot um that i would that i would consider a strength too because you're you would have this ability to pull from mario party or any other spin-off title for instance or uh, there's a lot of places to go with Toad, but but uh, yeah, I don't so, want to talk too much at the outright. So, what about you guys? So, something I need to point out here before we get too much further is you keep making statements about uh, Toads, but mm -hmm. and yes, there are a lot of the Toad members of the species. There is Toad the Toad, and he he has been the primary appearance in many of these teams. He's the playable character in Mario Bros. Two. He's the playable character in Mario Three D World. He's the playable character. In all the sports and spinoff titles, there are other games where we have a bunch of regular Toads, and Toad might be one of them. He might not be, or he might just not even be in the game at all. We don't actually know. Like the original Mario Brothers, there's a lot of Toads in that one, but we don't know if one of them is the Toad. But Super Mario Run, we know the Toad is playable in that. So it's a lot less of here's a bunch of all these random Toads, and it's more like yes, there is a Toad the Toad, but sometimes he's not in. Sometimes it's multiple random Toads, like. Blue Toad in the new Super Mario Brothers game for some stupid reason. What if we get Blue Toad instead of Toad Toad? I will not cast my vote for Blue Toad today. Okay. <laughs> I mean, he's he's going to be a, a an alternate skin without oh, question. Yeah. Palette swap. Absolutely. But... Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. We'd have Blue Toad, Yellow Toad, and we'd have multiple skins of Toadette as well. Yeah. Yeah, you, you could have that. I mean, I. I thought they'd just do the whole color, you know, all the rainbows because they have purple and green and yellow. Yeah. yeah. You know, they have all that. Because yeah. I've never, there's, I've only ever seen Toadette as 
just one Toadette, like Smurfette. Yep. So uh, I, I, I assume well, I assume she is what we see in Captain Toad as well. It's it's that Toadette. So I'm, I'm guessing at this point. That. I, I believe you're correct that the Toadette in Captain in Captain Toad is our regular Toadette as well, but it's just the Toads themselves that are different. Sure. Um, let me see here. Yes, it is the actual Toadette that's in Captain Toad. Yes, it's a different yeah. Toad himself, which is kind of weird. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah, I mean yeah. that that that. I mean, is she is she two timing him? Because I thought they were a thing. Now she's off with the captain. <laughs> I mean, what's... oh my. Yeah, Toad Toadette has a lot of friends. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so <laughs> that's a comment right there. Oof. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, but but moving on. Um... <laughs> <laughs> what what are what are you what are you what are your initial thoughts on this, Jamie? Oh, I'm I'm Toad all the way. I I really just don't care about Captain Toad. Sorry, guys, to all the Captain <laughs> Toad lovers out there. Like, he was cool in Galaxy, um, and uh, well, I'm trying to remember exactly what it was. But my the the thing that always stands out about Captain Toad is more his. Uh, brigade of other toads with him because they're such a band of misfits. And <laughs> yeah. um, I, I, I might be misquoting this, but one of my favorite things was in the dessert galaxy and towards the beginning of um, when you get towards the end of it, all the toads are they're kind of spread out right before the star. And there's one toad that as you pass him in all caps I'm pretty sure it was pudding, but it's I love chocolate pudding, or was I love chocolate (laughs) cake, or something like. And and to me, it was always those other toads that were more interesting than Captain Toad himself. Uh, And I, I thought I was in the majority because speaking to my other Wii U friends, they felt the same way about the Captain Toad levels in 3D World as in we didn't like them. And then apparently they were popular enough to make a freaking spin-off title. They're like, well, shows what we know because we all <laughs> hated those levels. And I like him. I like his appearance in Odyssey because that makes sense. Just like it really makes sense to me for what he was in Galaxy. In 3D World, to me, that was all a shoehorned idea. Uh, but hey, enough people liked it, and um, I mean, I think both versions—the Wii U and the Switch version of Captain Toad's Treasure Tracker—is a, is a million seller. So that's great. Yeah. But as far as him in Smash, the character doesn't jump. So what do you do? It, it's funny you bring that up. Uh, I wish I had the link on hand for me, and um, I'll try and find it so that we can post it with uh, the podcast link. But uh, last year. You know, and all the Smash speculation is going on, there's always talk about who could get in. People are making their own movesets and everything, much like we do here. And there was a sure. video that came up. Uh, somebody did animations for how Captain Toad could work in Smash, and they actually addressed oh. this. Uh, cool. I, don't, I don't remember what they did for, like, his normal, regular jumps. I'm, I'm, they probably gave him some kind of jump, but it was, like, this little, timid, tiny little hop, because... His whole thing in the Captain <laughs> Toad games is, my backpack's too heavy. I have filled it with too sure. much junk. I can't jump because it's so heavy. But what sure. I found, what, what actually really intrigued me about what they did in this video 
was his up special. Because what they did Does with he throw was, the backpack. He doesn't throw the backpack. No, but that that is an idea. Instead, he kind of like uh, pulls up from the ground, and it'll either pop up like this uh, tall pipe or uh, extendable block or something to that effect. And on these blocks that he can pull out, if you run toward it, he'll just start running up its wall, go back over the top of it, and then run back down if you keep going that direction. Interesting. Which is a completely unique idea in that, hey, look, you're building an obstacle, but also you can completely just run right over it, kind of keep keep moving that way without having to jump over the obstacle. And you can also use it in midair as, it looks a little bit awkward, but he'll pull out this tall thing in midair. And he's just on top of it, so he gets that little bit of extra height there. Is it practical? Yeah. Eh, harder, harder to say. But goddamn, yeah. when I saw that video, I was intrigued as hell, and it was the first time I ever gave a real thought to Captain Toad being played. <laughs> sure, I, w I would love to see that video to see the concept. Uh, I I'm just more of an old school guy, and I, I you know, as for my collection, I have all the old radio cartoons uh on vhs and D and toad you know even thinking back to super mario brothers super show toad's freaking hilarious and he's a lot it. tougher in those old cartoons mm -hmm. than what what they show in the video game but i mean like you were saying before he's in super mario 2 us version he's in 3d world and i mean he's got a lot of personality um and i i love the fact that the way that they and I think they could do this too if they really wanted to go crazy. If they'd used regular Toad, the Toad, and then with the color palette swaps and everything. When you look at Toad in Mario uh, Baseball, or well, I think it's really just Mario Baseball, the different color Toads have different stats, which I think is awesome. And they've shown with Hero that the different skins can be essentially different characters. So why not make Toad a little faster or a little stronger or jump higher or heavier or whatever you want to say based on the different colors like they did with the, the titles, at least with Mario Baseball. Yeah, if they, if they, if they pulled it from a, from a perspective of Toad pulling from spinoffs in that sense, because we really don't have a character who uh, pronounces uh, a lot that, they, that they're pulling from Mario spinoffs, that, that could work. That could work. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and yeah, and it also presents an opportunity to have alternate costumes. Like if you wanted to have one alternate costume be Toadette, one alternate costume be Toadsworth, that kind of thing could probably work too, since they fit the same build. Um, sure. So that would that would be cool too. And and I would imagine, uh, since we're talking about move sets for like regular Toad, there's a lot to work with here. We can uh, even if you're just focusing on more recent titles, um, there is a large uh, pronounced collection of items that could be taken from 3d world or new super mario brothers that would make for an interesting toad moveset um and um as for captain toad again you're pulling from a singular game uh one thing that i could think of that would be cool is that his final smash could probably involve that gigantic uh bird, bird monster you know sure. wingo <laughs> is its name <laughs> i just checked um but beyond that I'm I'm also struggling to find something that would be as scintillating as as what Toad's Toad could potentially pull from, uh, because being restricted to one title, you can have Captain Toad can throw a turnip more like like Peach, whereas Toad himself would be able to 
pull from somewhere else and, and not necessarily have to go down that similar path. And then Captain yeah. also has a pr- propeller helmet and and uh, the hammer uh, ob- uh, item as well that makes him temporarily invincible. Maybe that can work a lot like uh, Banjo and Kazooie's side smash. It, it, it would be a fine move set. It, it could work out. The up special would be cool. But beyond that, I, I'm uh, I'm currently leaning towards Toad, but I also want to, it sounds like Jamie is hard Toad, but I, I kind of want to hear what Lister's thinking too. So uh, first of all, while you were speaking, I was able to find the animated video of uh, oh, the nice. Toad moveset. Yeah, and I've, I've posted it where uh, you guys can see it, and we can also go ahead and include it on links for this uh, episode. But for, okay. first of all, the up special, uh, that was actually the neutral special, so I had that uh, mixed up. And he also, they also had on there that uh, he can jump off the side of one of these uh, towers or like a, could be designed to look like a tree from Wispy's Woods. Or not Wispy's Woods, uh, Wario's Woods. And he can jump oh, off nice. of that with a pickaxe attack. Uh, his up special was actually That's the cool. double cherry cannon where he shoots himself high up into the air. His side special is mm-hmm. a minecart. His down special was uh, s- similar to Peach's uh, down special where she pulls out a turnip. Except oh, it, yeah. it can be like a regular turnip, a mega-sized turnip, uh, piranha sprout that shoots projectiles, and a Monty Mole. So he had all those different oh, things yeah. he do, and he straight up can't jump. They had this built in the move so that he cannot do regular jumps at all. Which, me as a player, I would struggle with, because I love jumping around and doing aerial moves. Mm-hmm. And then they have their, their final smash that they have for him is uh, him summoning Dragadon. Oh, that works too. Drop. The yeah. two of them with the the whole double cherry thing. It's I, I don't know. I've never played the the Captain Toe game, so I can't really say what works too well for him or not in terms of that respect. But mm-hmm. it, it's it's a very intriguing move set, and it would be very unique for Smash, which is something that I do think we need. the The downside oh, yeah. with Captain Toad is I, I do more heavily look at Toad himself because hey, he he's got the legacy. And sometimes it's for for me a lot of times it's legacy of is what we want in Smash, like hey this character's been around, why don't we use him instead of this character that one oh, yeah. just appeared well, six months ago, and we don't it's even like know. It's like Ridley and King K. Roll. Yeah, and sure. fan forever for them. Yeah. Or hey, we got Core, and people were just like, "What?" Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, but what? Yeah. <laughs> so, in, but the problem I have with Toad himself is that while you guys were mentioning, yes, you can pull a bunch of things out of uh, the spinoff titles and sports games for him, it is harder to make a move set for Toad than it would be for Captain Toad because Captain Toad has a lot more things that you can just kind of like directly pull from him, like uh, yeah. the minecart thing that he has or the double cherries. Whereas Toad, you kind of have to scrounge a little bit more. And we've actually spoken about this with multiple characters in the past. We've said, like, hey, we would prefer if Daisy was de-echoed and she could pull from the sports games or spinoffs. Sure. We said, hey, Waluigi can pull from the sports games spinoffs. We That was our Smashtopia episode all about him was we went hard in on his sports games. But mm-hmm. we can't just have characters, multiple characters that are just like, oh yeah, uh, we gave them the, the, the tennis racket because they're all in Mario Tennis. Then we're just creating mm-hmm. clones out of all three of these characters. Yeah. So it, it's tough in that regard. Is In my mind, it's we have Toad, who is legacy, but harder to make moves set for. Possible, absolutely, but harder. Whereas Captain Toad has a lot more that you can more easily pull from. But he's he's just like, hey, look, we wanted to make another Toad with an Explorer hat. Yeah. And he's, yeah, not, so he's not the Toad. 
If he was the yeah, Toad, like, okay, sure. Mm-hmm. But it's mm-hmm. it adds that little bit more difficulty. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you mentioned things like Double Cherries and, and Dragadon, and those were not things that I considered when I was just pitching a moveset out of the top of my mind because it's been a long time since I played Captain Toad. Mm-hmm. Um, so those... Those are that makes the moveset a little more interesting. Um, not being able to jump that would be such a nightmare for competitive play. I'm not sure how that would translate. <laughs> he, he would but, be bottom um, tier. Yeah, absolutely. It would it would be fun though. It would be fun to figure out how to make it work. And Sakurai has gone on the record to to say you know it doesn't always matter if the play if a character is necessarily the most known or the most iconic. What matters most is them being fun to play. And I think yes. that would be a it would be a fun play style. Um, so that make, that makes things a little harder, but um, at the same time, we're also considering consider like the big eight as they call him in, in the Mario spinoff titles, and, and he's the you always one. have Mario and Luigi, and Bowser and Peach. Yeah, exactly. Donkey Kong, Wario. We're getting down to the wire here. Toad is the only one out of the big eight. Yoshi. Now there's Toad. Toad is the only one out of the big eight who is not playable in Smash, and and a lot of people. Um, I wish it were a more concerted front because um, very few characters you can say, oh, that character deserves to be in Smash without feel, without being labeled as a curmudgeon. But I think Toad is kind yeah. of up there. Toad is kind of up there with like Dixie Kong and, and a couple other characters who truly do have that legacy behind them that we can use as a, as a bastion to, to hop from when when stumping for them. So Absolutely. That, that makes it difficult. That makes it difficult for me. I do have... If we were to vote right now, I do have my vote in mind, but I also want to hear what if you have anything left to say about it, or if you, or I also kind of want to just hear your vote for me. <laughs> I mean, I, I think we, I think we all came in with. Uh, anytime we do one of these, everybody's going to have a character that they're already leaning towards. It's, it's natural, unless you've never heard of who either of the two characters are. You're going to have a lean. In uh, yeah. some of the characters that we've discussed before, we've had rather long uh, back and forths on them as we're both presenting arguments for and against each character but the, these two I feel like are relatively cut and dry it's it's more of like like I said before you got legacy character who has a little bit more difficulty with their moveset you can pull from the their, their biggest source is the spinoff games which you can do sure as well as you could also pull from the various power-ups uh, regular yeah. Toad's uh, Final Smash could easily be, be him consuming a Mega Mushroom and just seeing mm-hmm. Mega Toad just destroy the damn stage itself. Or it could be something <laughs> from Wario's Woods. Yeah, uh, He he was oh, one of the cool. four original playable characters in Super Mario Bros. 2 and had the unique ability that he ran faster while holding items while everyone else did not. Mm-hmm. But then you have Captain Toad who is a little bit more uh, unique in terms of being an individual character actually has their own game and has their own distinguished uh, capabilities between them yeah toad in super mario (laughs) jokes about having uh left his bazooka at home how that joke made it in i i honestly don't know (laughs) that's awesome it was funny but uh Mm -hmm. obviously toad's not gonna be bringing in a mushroom bazooka into smash or if he did, I would love Sakurai even more for referencing Mario RPG because you know it's the greatest game ever. But it's <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's tough to think about them both because I, I feel like they are uh, in terms of their overall quality. 
they're on a fairly regular playing field. It's just what are you prioritizing more? Mm -hmm. That that's really what it comes down to. It is. It is. Um, and I and you know in in the scope of Smash, there's a part of me that almost wouldn't feel too averse towards having them both in the game, but that might be a little confusing. And really, either really sure. either way, either one of those gets in, the other can be a costume. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, that the animated video I found, uh, at the end of it, they're showing off costumes, and uh, one of the last ones they show off is regular Toad without the little headlamp. And instead of having a backpack on his back to pull things out of, it's a question mark block. Oh, nice. Cool. That's cool. Um, let's see here. I think. Correct me if I'm wrong. I do think that Jamie is is sticking in the straight and narrow and going for his boy Toad Toad. I am. Because okay. that's that that's who I have I have history with. My yeah. my Captain Toad history is is just not. Yeah. To, yeah, Jamie. Jamie's just like Toad is who I is, and I respect that. That's it. Uh, that's yep. it. And Lister, uh, how do you how do you want to do our vote? You want to count down? You want to? You know, I I I get the feeling we're gonna vote the same way, so I think okay. we should do a countdown. Okay, in that Jamie, case, Jamie, uh, count, count us down from three, and we'll 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 say after one. <laughs> um, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> All right, let me mark that down as a period to be cut out. <laughs> this is why we don't do things live no um <laughs> did, did you hear did you hear lister did, did i what oh no I, i'm asking jamie if he heard you oh uh i i i lost audio i, I knew you were you're gonna do a countdown after one then I heard nothing. Like, oh, did the countdown happen? <laughs> oh, no, I, I was saying that uh, uh, to have you do a countdown from three, and then after one, oh, for me to do it. Jono and I will say our choice. Yeah, okay, so, sure, um, I'll do it. Yeah, let's, let's regather. Um, Lister, can you just say that like you would in the podcast? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I, I get the feeling that we're both going to have the uh, same answer here. Just, just a, bit of a bit of a gut check there. So why don't we have Jamie do a quick little countdown for us from three to one, and then after he says one, we'll both say our answer, and we'll see if uh, we'll see if we'll see how we all agree. Sounds good. All right, gentlemen, here you go. Three, two. <laughs> you didn't hear him say one either, did you? No. <laughs> uh -huh. Oh my god! All right, so we're gonna try that again because okay. it cut out when after you said two, it cut out. It's like mother. Oh my god, that's unbelievable! <laughs> oh man, I'm glad I'm not the only one. Take three, <laughs> fucking three, yeah. mother, fucking bitch ass tits. Do you do you want me to just do my part? Your your part is sounding good. Uh, it, it'll be a cleaner um, cut if I oh, sure. if I back sure. up and continue. Yeah, go for it. I, I get the feeling that we're both kind of the same as here. Just, uh, just want a really bit of a gut check there. So why don't we go ahead and have Jamie do a real quick three to one countdown for us, 
And then after he says one, we'll both say our answer and we'll see just how this Master Dash shakes out. Jamie? Sounds good. All right, gentlemen, ready? Let's go. Yes, sir. Three, two, one. Dixie Kong. Toad. <laughs> I knew I knew someone was gonna throw. Yep, had to yep. do it. But yep. uh, you, you said Toad, and I do agree. Classic Toad. Let's go. Sorry, Captain, but you can be a costume at least. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, that, and I think Captain Toad as a costume for Toad would be a lot easier trajectorily wise to really communicate. Like Toad with the question block would be a bit more. Uh, liberal for for smash costumes so cool with that said i guess we can move on to our next and and final and, smasher dash matchup and potentially more interesting smasher dash oh i'm excited matchup. for this i'm oh, yeah. excited we for this one be. so this yep. time around we're looking at two third-party franchises and there was that already have reps in smash so we're trying to see who it should these secondary characters join their uh, primary protagonist? And so we're discussing mm -hmm. Shadow the Hedgehog versus Zero from Mega Man X. Yeah. Yes, we are. Two series that um, I happen to know Jamie is a big fan of. I am. They are. They are part of my holy trinity. <laughs> <laughs> and Mario's the third, right? Oh, Mario is is the father. <laughs> oh yeah there you go oh yep yep yeah. so um gosh i think lister's implying if you want to if you want to give us that brief historic overview for, for shadow and zero then feel free sure you want me to start with shadow whichever you sure. prefer oh sure i will start i'll start with shadow so shadow the hedgehog made his debut appearance in the sonic the hedgehog franchise in sonic adventure 2 um that was the last Sonic game for a Sega console it has it was also the game that came out the franchise's 10th anniversary and the backstory for Sonic Adventure 2 is that Sonic is captured by a government organization gun uh, which stands for Guardian Units of Nation so mm -hmm. okay um, because they're on the lookout for a hedgehog and uh the only hedgehog that is known in on the planet which i don't know if at that point they still copious but whatever they call it in the sonic universe at the time they all think it's him it turns out to be shadow the hedgehog and shadow is the prototype of an beating being created by professor gerald robotnik and he made shadow because his granddaughter Rhea was suffering from a deadly illness and through genetic engineering, Shadow, he was trying to find a cure for Maria. Uh, it didn't work. Um, Shadow and Maria became really good friends. They kind of infer maybe they're more than friends. Um, and in a cutscene in SA2, yeah, I don't want to go there either. Uh, <laughs> Maria is killed by the gun me military people whatever they are um uh up in space uh, because she's trying to protect shadow and shadow then is traumatized by that experience and he vows to keep his promise that he would protect the world from danger so as sonic adventure 2 goes on uh 
Eggman finds him. I shouldn't call him Eggman because to me he's Robotnik. Um, but he finds Shadow and he tells him everything that he wants to get him on on his side. And, uh, you know, obviously Robotnik's trying to take over the planet and Shadow is aligned with him as the story goes on. Spoiler alert, he kind of changes sides to join Sonic, much like Knuckles did in Sonic 3. And at the, oh man, definitely skip ahead if you don't want to know what happens at the end of Sonic Adventure 2. But mm-hmm. they they team up to fight the actual um, uh, what are them? The real villain. Immortal, immortal yeah, like the immortal being. Uh, immortal life. Uh, life uh, in space. And Shadow falls to the earth, burning up in the atmosphere, and you assume he died. And so uh, he returns in a number of Sonic titles. He eventually gets his own video game. Uh, I don't yep. have much to say about that game, except that yep. I have it. And that's <laughs> that's about it. It's very convoluted. Yep. It involves alien races, and it involves gun again, and mm-hmm. there's a bunch of different endings. And uh, it's super, super weird. And now it involves he's... gun, and he has a gun. Yeah, and he has a gun. Like he has multiple guns. He has guns that you can load out. Uh, oh my gosh! Yeah, he's yeah. he's he's doing his thing. Most recently, he a free DLC in Sonic Forces. Um, mm-hmm. I I don't even think they know what to do with him anymore. To be honest with you. I compare Shadow to everything I don't like about Vegeta in Dragon Ball Z. And, (laughs) oh, oh, yeah, I'm kind of giving you foreshadowing of where my vote is going to. And um, he obviously also has this power that they show in Sonic Adventure 2, again, spoilers, called Mm -hmm. Chaos Control, that he can use Chaos to seemingly stop time um, and uh, all that stuff. And he's got a lot uh, of different things he can do with... He's got a ton of different things. Yeah, yeah, of course. Crazy amount of abilities. It's 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 a it's it's yeah. It's definitely what I would consider to probably be his final smash. Something with all of that. Um, And uh, that's that's Shadow in a in a in a nutshell right there. He's not for someone being so popular. He's not used the way that you would think um, in the Sonic franchise at this. But that's that's Shadow the Hedgehog in a nutshell. Um, mm. His competitor in this Smasher Dash is the Maverick Hunter Zero. And Zero has a really interesting backstory because the whole Mega Man X series has an interesting backstory because it starts with the original Mega Man series. And you have Dr. Light, good, and Dr. Wily, bad, constantly having these... Uh, disagreements, which actually in Mega Man 11, they kind of give you the backstory to how they, what their philosophical differences are. So uh, to talk about Zero, Zero is essentially the 20XX uh, version of Proto Man because it's Dr. Wily's final creation and it is a robot that is so powerful that you know, it's expected to wipe Mega Man out, but Dr. Wily puts him into sleep stasis, essentially, because the power is too much, 
and he's worried what might even happen to him. So in Mega Man X, you see in these really cool uh, anime cutscenes that the Maverick Hunters, led by Sig, uh, are investigating this red Maverick. And Sigma goes in to take him out, essentially. And Zero kicks Sigma's ass. And right <laughs> at the climax of the fight, uh, a W, presenting Dr. Wily, it's a very obvious W that you see in all the classic Mega Man titles, uh, it appears on him, and this electrical shock goes through him. And at that point, Sigma is able to gather whatever strength he has left and crush the crystal on Zero's forehead. And then they bring him back to uh, Maverick Hunter base, and we assume he's reprogrammed. And then he becomes the partner, essentially, of Mega Man X, and you have all these adventures together. And it's it's really cool way that they build up the story in the X series because you know when the first Mega Man X game you just think they're kind of it's it's these two guys they're the they're they're Sonic and Tails Mario and Luigi these are the two people robots are not people that are going yep. to you know they're the heroes and you just assume that they've always been together okay here it comes spoiler alert if you don't have <laughs> X Legacy collection or you want to play Mega Man X3 ready Oh okay, yeah! Here come the spoilers. Here come the spoilers. So in X three <laughs> at the end, when he's overlooking, it's a pretty standard Super Nintendo ending for the Mega Man X series. He's overlooking the fortress that he destroyed. X destroyed on a cliff, and he realizes that in order to fulfill his destiny, he has to kill Zero because Zero is the cause of these wars and all these problems. And then as the X series moves on and the quality of the series goes down a little bit, the Sigma virus becomes zero virus and it gets booted. Eventually, Mega Man X evolves into um, Mega Man Zero series. Different thing. Um, but, you know, where I kind of end zero story is with X5 because that was the original planned ending of the X and uh, it brings everything to a nice close that this this Reploid that was created for evil purposes, reprogrammed to be a good guy and has wanted nothing but good sacrifices himself in his story There's, you could play as X or Zero but he sacrificed that's the way it was supposed to end and he, you know, his sacrifice would have brought peace to the land which was all the chaos that he caused. So as much of a mm -hmm. hero, he's an anti-hero. In mm -hmm. the same way that Shad is maybe supposed to be, I'm not sure, you know? Um, he he kind of gets treated as one, but... Yeah, to, he's, just, he's just an angsty teenager to me. He's, Shad, really, Shadow. he's really only an anti-hero to Sonic, because he just hates Sonic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean... Faker, big thing in Sonic Adventure 2, every time you'd see Faker. And it would get under Sonic's yeah. skin. So, you know, you have that interesting dichotomy, and then I, I mean, it starts off as a typical thing with X and Zero, and that get, it, it gets it gets really weird, but uh, not weird in a good way, because you go, well, this is, this is true conflict, and this is something 
that you know I started playing Mega Man X as a real like a five year old, six year old, and uh, you see this friendship, and then as they grow, friendship starts to change. Just like as you grow, friendships start to change because of people's actions. True. So I, I felt the way that they they handled everything with the. And I might be getting, you know, a little bit too English teacher here, but the the way that they <laughs> they handled the the characters for the X franchise, I, I thought was a really cool way of making them be something that I feel sort of lacking in recent Sonic titles. Unfortunately, because if you watch the old cartoon show on ABC, man, those those other characters were. They were just brimming with personality, and and they really fought mm -hmm. one another. Instead of it wasn't just about power of friendship, you know, really overcoming something, which is what I think Mega Man X series. So anyway, that's their backstory. Now let's get into the juicy details of the Smash it, dude. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, thanks for that. I, I guess if we were going purely off of backstory, I think that who we, who each of us would choose is pretty cut and dry. Kid uh Masters. <laughs> Yeah, exactly, exactly. Because with Shadow, uh, as Gen Z calls them, the E-Boys were out in force in the early 2000s. Uh, you know, Green Day was making a comeback with, with their warming yep. album back on the charts. And, and I think when they met, made, uh, made Shadow, um, they, were, they were really just trying to go into that whole emo vibe of, of, of like the scene back in the day. And, and, and congrats to them for that because they... They, as someone who was a part of all that, they really got that dilution of of coolness down pat. Yeah, and they did. Em em emphasis on dilution, but <laughs> beyond that, though, um, I agree. Um, they they both approach this antihero approach to to the character design, but it just it it shows that the writers of X were just a, a cut above with being able to emphasize this philosophical human edge to the story to the sci fi story. Um, so that is that's that's all. Those are points we can take into consideration, sur surely, because I think when you're when you're facing set Shadow against Zero, and they have these various similarities, um, quality is certainly something because I think they they share a certain a certain similar po level of popularity as well. Um, yeah, I would so, say so. So, yeah, yeah. So with that said. Um, if we're if we're approaching this from a from a moveset angle, honestly, my my uh, my personal experience with either character is minimal compared to Jamie, of course, but probably also to Lister. So I'm gonna Lister was talking about chaos control earlier and everything, so I'm gonna shy away from this and just kind of let you guys speak. <laughs> sure. So so yeah. What do, what are you what are you thinking, Lister? So uh, for, first of all, uh, something I need to get out of the way in terms of. Uh, th Third-party characters in general moving forward into the future of Smash, a, a personal opinion of mine, and I know I'm not going to make some people happy with I say this, but I actively do not want multiple characters from the same third-party franchise to be playable in Smash, and yet, what are we discussing today? I know. <laughs> it, it's something that anytime we have these discussions, I'm going to have to put that whole thing aside, because, I mean... It's a boring discussion to just say, I refuse to ever vote for a character that I already has a character in. So I, it, that, I mean, that's just that's just not interesting. You just could have had the full discussion to it, but if, if we had my choice on it, I would dash both Zero and Shadow because we've already got Sonic and Mega Man, so nah. But here's the thing. <laughs> We're still going to discuss it anyways, and both of these characters have a 
high number of attacks that you can easily mm-hmm. pull from their games. Like I'm, I'm looking at, I, I have pulled up a list of both Sonic's moves, or it's not Sonic, but Shadow's moves and Zero's moves, and there is a crazy amount. Like Sh- Shadow has a whole bunch of different chaos-related attacks. He can throw out a uh, energy spear, uh, a weaker version of it that he calls Chaos Arrow. He's got a homing attack that he'll do chaos-related punches with. No, no, it's just Chaos Attack. Boring name, I know. Uh, he can create a gigantic shockwave that decimates things at a 20-yard radius, apparently. Oh, man. Of Chaos Blast. He can charge himself up you are on spot, with his on different... You uh, Well, yeah. He, he can like he can essentially <laughs> buff himself up uh, in vulnerability, faster, strong, with Chaos Boost. Uh, he's got Chaos Control, which can slow down time, time travel, teleport, which has a bunch of different ways that that can be used. Nothing yeah, personnel, kid. He's just got a lot. He's got a lot of stuff that he can do. Just based around those moves. And even you sound like slowing down time, just in any power that's time manipulation, you've got like a hundred different things that you can do with that. Then we have Zero. Sure. Who Zero has uh, standard weapons like he's got a Z Buster, a Z Saber, he's got a Glaive, a Fan, a Knuckle type attack. He's got boomerangs, he got rods, and he can get different uh, techniques and other kinds of weapons from the various. Uh, they're, they're not called Robot Masters, I don't believe, in the X-Games. What, what are they called, Jamie? Uh, so they're either Mavericks if they're infected with the virus, mm-hmm. or some of them are just Replo. Because gotcha. they're, they're, they're somewhat neutral, you know. They're, they're just regular robots. That's it. Right. So like he, can yeah. get a, he can get a move that's like a shooting frozen fish missiles from Launch Octopus... He's got a bunch of moves that I will butcher the pronunciations of. Ryuinjin, Ryuinjin, something like that, which is sort of like a, uh, a, uh, uh, it's a Shoryuken, but with his fire, but with a flaming sword. He can dive down with an ice sword attack. He's got various charge forwards, lightning fire, various elemental stuff. He's got, he's got a lot of things. He can cause enormous energy beams to just rain down from above. They, they can pull things from his X games. They can pull things from the Zero games. But I think it, they'd be mainly pulling from X, in my personal opinion. He's been playable That's in Tatsunoko versus Capcom and Marvel vs. Capcom 3 and Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. So he's got a ton of stuff that they can already just directly pull from. These characters both have such a high variety of attacks. I think Zero has more uniqueness to his attacks than just Shadow does. But either one of them could easily be made unique in Smash. There's no question in my mind about this. It's really just more of a thing of which franchise are you more a fan of and which attacks mm-hmm. are more interesting to you. That That's where I see right. the big divide between these two characters is who mm-hmm. who's going to be sure, more fun and who are you already more of a fan of. Right, right. Uh, I didn't even case. think about a lot of those different chaos control techniques with, with Shadow. That That makes him a lot more interesting to me. Um, I can't, I can't help but just because of things like with Joker, for example, Netta, would they give him a? Uh, I, I don't. Just because they gave Joker, and I don't think they give Shadow on because Joker's gun in the right. Persona games, it's it's actually not even a real gun. It's it's a uh, it's a model gun, but in the world of uh, 
I, I can't remember what the world is called now that's off the top of my head, which is a shame because I love the game. But when they transition into the other world in the in Persona Five, it's uh, perception becomes reality. These monsters see what looks like a gun to them, so they think that's a gun. That's gonna hurt me if he shoots me. So now Joker uses it. Hey, look, it's it's a gun, even though it's not. But I don't. I think with Shadow, right. they're more likely to, uh, unless they make him a, a Sonic Echo, which shock of all shocks, that didn't even happen in Ultimate. I mm-hmm. think they'd lean more yeah. heavily into his different chaos attacks. Yeah, that that makes sense. I I just wonder because he's only had game that's his own, and that is the main mechanic. Fair, fair. That that gun. That so that that that's that's the only reason why I bring that up to go. You know, because you don't want to put Doom guy in there potentially because you don't want to change the rating for the game or something. And um, but the the argument that you're bringing in with. The, the chaos attacks that makes him way more interesting and definitely i think most people would have expected him to be an echo fighter sonic if that's that's what i was expecting three when, dashes in a spring yeah i mean i i guess i guess the 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 spring thing wouldn't happen for him i would expect more a chaos control you know jump a la zelda or something you know yeah, teleportation teleport. thing um, but mm-hmm. I, you know, I was someone that was pretty surprised when they said were, they were revealing the final Echo Fighters in Shadow. Mm-hmm. But uh, if he were to come in these continued releases of, of DLC characters, putting all of them as separate attacks with, with Chaos Control moves would, would make him a lot more interesting. And the fact of the matter is, he'd be super popular. Um, uh, I, I feel like he's, he's, he's definitely someone that they must have at least had interpretation about. I agree. I agree too. Yeah. I agree too. Uh, th- then with, with Zero and his attacks, I mean, you can say what you want about this game because I, I think it's pretty divisive. People would say it's mm-hmm. a favorite, but to me, the best set that zero has is in x5 and i know it's somewhat of a enhancement of what he has in x4 but i just think that delivery is is really really strong uh in x5 now i'm i'm no designer and programmer i don't know which they would make the the b button moves and the a button. i'm i'm not sure what would be a smash tag what would be a special but to think about the C sword or the F splasher, the C flasher, the W shredder, the quake blazer, I mean, all those moves, it covers basically the things that, that you were saying before. Um, it would just make him such a badass character. And I would love for them to find a way to use his Z buster because that's really only done in the, well, you can't even play as him as in the X game. And, can't really do it in the second one but in the i mean you don't you just barely see him um but in the third one when you do get to play as a you know you use your buster a lot and i feel like once it, everything switched over to the playstation um and well, actually there was a saturn game too but uh the that every the emphasis just became on the z saber because if you're gonna have two characters 
we want them to be different. But it would be nice if they found something to do with his his Buster as well, even though there aren't specials outside of just the standard charge attack that he, you know, or the regular pew pew uh, with the B button. I mean, or y, y button. They could easily do the same thing with his Buster they did with classic Mega Man. Everybody thought that his was going that his uh, Buster would be the neutral special, you know, standard charge it up, release it like a lot of other uh, standard neutrals are. But instead, it was his uh, side smash attack. So they could easily do the same well, thing with Zero. His side smash is uh, the Zero Buster. He could just tap it. Yeah. No, wait, hold on. No, not not his side. No, it's his side smash, but also his uh, neutral attack. They, they could do uh, either one with those. Just be like, hey, tap the A button, pew, pew, Buster shots. Or, hey, go for the side smash. Actually, I think side smash is probably like his, uh, his sword projectile move. I mean that, that's more like yeah, that, there, but his that, that's what I would think could be the Buster well, easily. The, the the neutral I would think would be the the. Well, I mean, I'll do a bad impression of his voice. You know, he always does three slash True. in the uh, in the PlayStation games. And I think since as you you know you look at a character like Snake, he does the punch punch, and then the David Lee Roth game. I think it'd be the same sort of thing with Zero that you'd have the three slashes, mm-hmm. um, and then I don't know if there's something. Or maybe that would be the 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 neutral smash. Uh, I'm sorry, the uh, the neutral special. I'm not, I'm not sure. Uh, you could go either way. It's it's a, it's a really good point. Um, you know, the the air dash would be pretty useful. That could also be the that could be the the side A attack. Um, uh, oh yeah. I'm trying I'm trying to think of how trolls in the Regular Shibuya could easily be a dash attack as well. That's true. Um, so like Z- Z- the problem with Zero is the same problem that Classic Mega Man and X and Mega Man EXE and Star Force and Legends have is they have like a thousand attacks. Oh How yeah, the for hell sure. do you narrow down their move set? It's yeah. I mean I, the the way they did the way they did Mega Man for for uh, for Smash Brothers. I, I was I was really impressed with the way. They, <laughs> yeah. And that that reveal was still my all time reveal. Oh, it was like, such a good trailer. I, I, I was I was I was so excited when when that happened. I I, leg- I, I legitimately yelled when when I was like, "Why?" When I because my the uh, the stream froze, but the audio was still working, so I heard the sound effect when his helmet came on. Nice. And I went, "No!" And then you hear the music. I'm like, <laughs> "He's here! He's here!" I was so excited, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I think it would be really awesome to have one more representative from uh, somewhere in guys. I mean, I, I would have loved to have X over regular Mega Man, um, mm-hmm. but to to have to have Zero in there would, I think it'd be super cool. And I can already hear other people saying, "Oh, great, another sword character." But uh, I mean, he's so much more than just the yeah. sword character. That, that, Plus, if you want to get if you want to get really crazy, it's it's a saber, people. So. Mm-hmm. People get so upset go. over oh no, another anime sword fighter. It's like here's the thing, guys. First of all, yes, okay, Fire Emblem has too many marks. We know this, but it doesn't matter if they're a sword fighter. What matters is how they use it. And Zero exactly. would be a lot different of a fighter than anyone else. Zero, in terms of comparing to the rest of the Smash cast, would basically be Mega Man with a sword. Most of his attacks, mm-hmm. 
yeah, they're probably going to use the sword in some way, but it's going to be more like uh, like the fire wave attack from X2. He's he's swinging his sword, and then it shoots out a fire projectile. Yeah, he's got yeah, a yeah. sword, but he's doing a lot of projectile moves. Yeah, that's funny. That's that's funny. Jamie's comment about it's uh, if you want to be crazy, it's a saber, not a sword. That reminds me when I called your dagger a knife yesterday. Oh well, yeah, true. <laughs> and and to his credit, he's actually completely correct because it's not called the really the Z sword. It's the Z saber. The saber. Yeah. Yeah. Like we got yeah. Z Buster, Z Saber, D Glaive for whatever reason, mm -hmm. Sigma Blade, K Knuckle. He's got he's got a lot of he's got a lot of weapons. None of them are Z Sword. It's Saber. And we yeah. call the dagger the dagger of Listeria. Yes, we do. Or Listerona or something. I dig it. Yep. Yep. Okay. Holy moly. Uh I don't know about you, but I think that was a lot of great exposition, and I think that we have heard enough from from both sides of of the coin here to probably make a decision. Sure, sure. Um, and I think this might be one that we're all on the same page about again, but I'm I'm not too sure, certain about that. So how do how do we want to approach our vote? Well, but before we do, is there any uh, additional points or arguments that either of us want to make on behalf of either character? Uh, yes, um, for Shadow, um, I will say one plus in his direction mm -hmm. is that um, that timeless meme teleports behind you, nothing personnel, kid. That's on his side. Beyond that, I don't point. know. That should be his final smash. Oh, yeah. And that could be his victory screen, too. What do you tell Oh, yeah, it could be. Could be yeah, nothing could personal. Be the... Actually, that's like a personal <laughs> taunt quote as well. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, that would be good. <laughs> that would be good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but that's about it. That's that's all I have to really toss out there. Um, because you guys had such a, such a good conversation about both their backstories and their moveset potential that I, um, sitting back a little bit, I was able to process just kind of uh, approach it from an ob objective view as someone who is a fan of both series but also hasn't dabbled in as many of the games as probably either of you so i'm just like oh just just assessing based on the moves alone i i have a good idea of who i want cool yep yep how, how about you guys all right so jamie do you want to lead us off i'm sorry cut out me first yeah okay yeah. i my my vote goes for zero all right got it got it i was feeling it so yeah i mean when you were giving us uh, your little shadow uh, history, kind of little spoiler in there. Yeah, I, I kind of, <laughs> it kind of do. And, you know, the other thing is Sonic. So I'm somebody that you know, I would much rather see Tails or Knuckles get that spotlight mm -hmm. over Shadow. Um, that's my personal bias. Uh, yeah. And uh, you know, when we used to pretend on the playground someone else wanted to be knuckles more than likely. And, you know, mm -hmm. when we used to do the same thing and have our own kind of imagination with the Mega Man series, it was either Mega Man and Proto Man or X and Zero. So when I mm -hmm. think about that stuff, you know, Smash Brothers in the first game, it's the, it's the, it's the, you're in a kid's room and you're, you're playing with the toys and that yeah. evolves in figures and the trophies and all that stuff. So I, I still kind of approach the series in that mindset and as if I'm, you know, if I'm master and crazy hand, I, I would want these characters. So my, my vote goes 
for zero um, in, 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 in this bracket. All right. You know what? You know what? In the future, in the future, somewhere down the road, we all need to get together and just go to a playground somewhere and, and play imaginary smash together. Are we going to get the costumes well, from, that, the, uh, from, from, the, from the that, commercial? Yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. I'm down. I, I do... I do actually have a Mega Man sweatshirt where the hoodie is his helmet, so I'm, I'm all set. Oh, there you go. There yeah. you go. We'll uh, we'll party like it's fourth grade. Yeah, like it's like it's twenty <laughs> twenty XX or whatever it yep, is. Yep. <laughs> I love chocolate pudding. Is, is it pudding? Right? Is that what he says? I have no idea. I hope so. <laughs> I, I'm. I'm. I. You know what? You're gonna have to replay I got, I got Galaxy and tell us. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm gonna look this up. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. All right. So, uh, I, I said at the top of this whole discussion that I don't want to have multiple characters from the same third-party franchise in, in Smash. This is true. This mm-hmm. is never gonna change. I can stomach Echo Fighters because it's. A character, it's a, but it's, it's a club. not. It's a club. Yeah, yeah. It was like so having Ken, having Richter was like, all right, fine. I don't like it, but <laughs> whatever. But you know what? Yep. Mega Man X isn't the same franchise as Mega Man. It's not the same franchise. That's as true. Mega Man Battle Network or Mega Man mm-hmm. Legends or Mega Man Zero or Mega Man Star Force. Mm-hmm. So, so that's kind of like a, a bit of a loophole. But mm-hmm. it, so so with that in mind, was well the uh, the various different moves that each character has, I'm also going to be voting for Zero. I I would much rather have that character. Nice. While while ideally, while Jamie would prefer Mega Man X or Classic Mega Man, I would prefer Mega Man That's my Mega Man personally. But I do have to say, cool. I do think that in terms of a game like Smash Brothers. The best representation for the Mega Man franchise is classic Mega Man and Zero. So those are the best two because you could include Mega Man X, but then who's your second? Because you could have Zero, but then it's like, hey, you just got two from X again. Who are you gonna? You do mm-hmm. you want two Mega Mans? Eh, you could do Proto Man, I guess. But no, it's it's classic Mega Man and Zero. I think I think that's the superior uh, top two characters to include from from the uh, overarching franchise. You can Fair go enough. from a Tatsunoko angle and do uh, Mega Man X and Roll, of course. Um, <laughs> no. Tatsunoko was not Mega Man X. It was Mega Man Volnuts from the Legends games, actually. Oh, yeah, it was. Uh, no, Which... I was uh, Zero was Who is... Mega Man too. Vol- Volnut is my boy, and I'm, I still will not buy Capcom things because they canceled Mega Man Legends 3. Except I'll buy Mega Man 11 collection, but everything else, I'm, I'm very upset. I, I mean, hold a grudge. I, I don't blame you. And if they pulled that nonsense with a Battle Network Seven, I would be burning it, it, everything a captain uh, that I have. Oh my gosh, it, that it stings like it, it just happened. I, I mean, I I absolutely adore the Legends series, and uh, I was waiting for that game for ten years, and mm-hmm. then they did that garbage, and it's almost been ten more years. Yep. Anyway, continue. <laughs> Are you sure you don't want to switch your vote to Shadow? <laughs> oh, without without a angry. shadow, without a shadow of a doubt, I'm sticking with Zero. All right, all right. Well, and Shadow stands 
zero percent of a chance because I'm also voting. Ha! <laughs> God damn it! I was gonna make that so. joke, you son of a bitch. <laughs> that was great. Nice. That was great. <laughs> so that's funny. We we actually kind of we we swept. Yeah, we swept it all. So congratulations to Toad and Zero, and at least Captain Toad and Shadow have each other. Yeah, Captain Shadow. That could be their new <laughs> spinoff title. Oh, holy gosh. There's there's a ship to let sail. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. We're yep, not doing yep, this. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, Shadow see, belongs are... to Gamma One Two Three. We can we can call. Oh yeah, or whatever. We can call called. ourselves. Uh, and as for this ship, I think uh, Zantok, Jano, Jamie, uh, Zanton, Amy. There we oh, go. Oh wow, uh, that's. Uh, or I, I think I think that is our cue to go ahead and say, "Hey guys, uh, we appreciate you uh, joining us for this episode of Supercast Brothers. Uh, please go ahead and let us know who you would rather put in Smash between Toad and Captain Toad or uh, Shadow and Zero as well. I mean, we didn't have a tie vote, but that doesn't mean you can't cast your own votes as well. And hey, maybe we'll go over those in the next time we just have one of these. So before John can go on any other weird tangents like he is known to, see you next time." Yep, and our next episode is another on topic where where we are approaching Smash from the point of we've we've talked about everyone is here. Now we're posing the question: What's next for the franchise? Thank Ooh. you. Very, here, here, yeah. Here, here's the uh, uh, the TLDR on that episode. We don't know. We don't. We don't <laughs> who knows? Nobody knows. Yep. Hugo yes. knows. Hugo knows, and we'll we'll talk with Hugo on that episode. Um, but nonetheless, thank you. Thank you for joining us today, Jamie. This was really awesome. And I'm glad that we were able to talk about the album and, and ongoing experiences with your with your musical career. And then we were able to deep dive into the mystic lore of Smash and Nintendo and Sega and Capcom with you. This was a lot of a lot of fun. Well, thank you for having me. This was this was really fun. I, I it would was. love to come come back sometime and and talk some more shop with both of you. And uh, just to to clarify, it was I love mint chocolate. That's what the toad said. Oh, with, okay. with love and I love <laughs> mint chocolate. <laughs> that, that, that that that's what that's what stands out that like that's more memorable than captain toad to me even though i couldn't remember the exact line <laughs> until eventually but that that character always stood out even more than the captain yep. but thanks so much for having me and it's a pleasure to be here for the, the christmas holiday episode and uh, i hope everybody listening has a holiday and uh, i hope you too as well because we didn't grant you your gift well i mean <laughs> you know the <laughs> And a happy new year to you all. Thank you. Happy new year. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. That does it. <laughs>